Welcome to the Inspector Flow Show, a podcast for the new generation of home inspectors, hosted by Cousin Nita. Peace. Welcome to the Inspector Flow Show. I'm your host, Cousin Nita. I have a special guest with me today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Big Jot from Dream Home <laughs> That's me. Inspections. Peace to you, Jock. Introduce yourself for the people. Yes, thank you for having me. This is Jock Mountain, Dream Home Inspections, and we are based in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Ooh, currently 15 okay. years in the home inspection industry, and we still going and we still loving what we do. Good. We had to get a, a, a OG on here. Our first um, episode was with Dre. I know you know Dre. So um, that was, he was like our newbie. And now we got an OG to get um, a different perspective (laughs) um, on on all things home inspecting. So Jack, thank you for for joining me. I want to ask you uh, just a couple of questions that I know um, some of our listeners would be, I think, interested in based on the feedback and the questions that I get and I see um, on a daily basis. You and I have had conversations about um, the home inspection industry and what we'd like to see for it and how we'd like to see it um, improve. But before we get into that, take us back. How did you get into home inspecting? Okay, so it was not on purpose. <laughs> so uh, actually, uh, when my wife and I first got married, 2006, she was doing mortgages. Uh, I was just a warehouse supervisor, uh, just a regular guy no construction background or any of that. So, you know, I was driving forklifts, wearing steel toes, all that kind of stuff. So what happened was I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. Like I said, this is 2005. Facebook had just come out. I mean, there was no social media. I mean, everything was fresh and new. So long story short, she closed the loan and her first loan closing was bigger than my whole month's check. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, you don't even go to work every day. I was like, they don't even make you come in every day. So what is this with this real estate? So that piqued my interest to find out, okay, how can I get into real estate? What could I do to, you know, make this kind of income without putting in 40 hours a week and still making less money than my spouse? So um, I just kind of went down the line. I looked at electrical, plumbing, and just found home inspections. And that was the place that fit. But yeah, that was it. It was it was really that check she brought home made me say, okay, I gotta have to do something different. So uh this was you say 2006, 2005, 2006? 2006, yep. Okay. So all right, so you go down the line, you identify home inspecting as you know something that you can get into, make some money. Uh you're in Atlanta, obviously, Georgia is a non-regulated state. What was what what is what's the first thing you did in terms of trying to learn how to do it or you know your as far as your education was concerned? Okay, so I just took a basic home inspection course uh, because Georgia is non-regulated. In my local area, there was a builder who was offering a home inspection course. He was a builder slash rehabber slash inspector himself. So he offered a home inspection course. I uh, went and signed up, took the course. He gave us a book, you know, told us about all the organizations, Ashy, Inanachi. And basically, I just took the training. He, you know, took us out on field training. He taught us HVAC, electrical, plumbing, all of that stuff. 
So he gave us real good technical stuff. And then from there, he really depended on us to go to the organizations to get further training. So that was my path. Cool, cool. So what would you say, <clears throat> excuse me, um, what would you say, so you're getting in 2006, seven, eight, or like your early years, what would you say was the biggest challenge that you faced in those early years of your career as a home inspector? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can oh, close man. your eyes and pick anything, yeah, right? <laughs> just pick anything. Jeez. Okay, so here's here's some problems that, that you wouldn't even have thought of. All right. So today, you know, you out in the field, you see something crazy, you hit me up, take a picture, send it to me. Job, what's this? I ain't never seen this before. Or I could do it vice versa. 2006, we had flip phones. So if I needed you to give me some feedback, I had to get to my computer, download it, email it to you, and wait for you to respond. So that was the issue. Uh, the amount of information that was available was an issue. Um, and then the biggest part of it was marketing. And one of the things that I realized, and the more I you know, talk to students, and I know you do, you can get technical training all day long but nobody really teaches us how to run a business. Absolutely. And that was the thing that was like totally foreign to me. Cause you know, I didn't know nothing about running a business. In the first year we got hit with double taxes cause nobody told me there was a such thing as a self-employment tax. So we got hit with that tax plus our regular tax. We was like, dang. So you could just throw it up in the air and any of them, any of them was issues in the beginning but definitely the marketing part. Right. I always talk about, you know, I, I scream this from the mountaintop is, uh, like you said, like that's one of um, the areas where our industry needs to improve is that that business aspect. You know, it's one thing to know how to do this from the technical side. But like you said, it's like we don't most of us, most people don't grow up with just the knowledge, uh, you know, and the wherewithal to run a business from entity taxes, bookkeeping, insurance, yes. you know, different yes. compliance issues and, you know, all these different things. Those are, you need to be taught that, that kind of stuff. And yes, there's not sure. nearly enough emphasis um, put on that. And it's crazy because our industry, most people in our industry work for themselves, our small business mm -hmm. owners, you know, so you would think that, uh, the industry would highlight that more. Um, I definitely think, especially as the the stock starts to get younger, you know what I mean? It's like, these are young adults who, you know, this is mm -hmm. their first experience with, with all of this. And it can definitely exactly. be overwhelming for sure. So, all right. So Jack is in the early years of his company, 2006, seven, eight, nine, 10, what was, talk about your uh, trajectory. Cause people always ask me, of course, the million dollar question, how much money can I make? You know, and right. um, I hate that question because I get it. There's obviously, you know, money to be made but there's a whole lot that happens and that mm -hmm. goes into it before you start to see that. So what was your trajectory like just as, as a business, as a new inspector, talk about those years from like year one to, you know, five, seven, what did that look like? Okay. So year one, um, 
Well, let me just back up just a tad. And this is something I think me and you have talked about before. So some of this stuff is intangible. Some of these things you, I don't know if you can be taught it, you got to catch it. You know, it can't be taught, it's got to be caught. So in the midst of me working my job, um, that next year I got laid off. Our company downsized, so I got laid off. I got a severance package for six months and I knew in six months that paycheck was going to run out. So my drive to make this business work was different than somebody who's still going to work every day, getting a paycheck every two weeks. Cause I'm married, newly married. I got a small son. So my motivation is, is way beyond just your average person. So I'm out here really uh, going for it. So because I had lost a job, my first year goal was at least match what I made on my job. So that was my goal. If I can break even, if I can say, man, this business did what my job did, then I knew I was doing okay. So first year I did that. I just, I barely kind of skidded in December 30th, that last <laughs> inspection, you know, it was like, man, okay, I matched my, my old salary. So next year, I know I need to reach out to some more realtors. I need to do some more stuff because there was no posting. There was no posting nothing. This was all passing out cards, going to offices. This is face-to-face -face stuff. And then probably by year two, um, I doubled what I did the first year. So I'll just give you practical numbers. So like year one, you know, this is no social media, no nothing, just handheld, like $25,000. That's all I was making working at a warehouse. By the time I got to year two, I was right up probably around 45, going closer to 50. And then by the time I got to year three or four, it was like a $60,000, $70,000 year. So within a short period of time, it went from, you know, zero to $60,000, $70,000, which, you know, my students now, good Lord, doing in the first year because of so much access to social media in the world. So that was for me. But once again, I want to say, and I think, like I said, me and you talked about this, it's the drive behind it. It's the intangible factor that's going to keep you going. Right. How did you deal with, because uh, you talked about coming from your factory job and a lot of people um, uh, that, you know, we deal with and that we're trying to help are coming from other jobs. Um, how did you... Um, like make that transition from working in a warehouse to like you said, being responsible for if this business went anywhere. Was there anything that you did? You had the motivation, you 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 knew, you definitely knew your why, but was there anything that you did to help you make that transition? Uh I studied. Mm -hmm. If my phone wasn't reading, reading, yep. I was studying. <laughs> I'm talking about, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, uh -huh. we tweet, yep. we tweet. If, if that's that why I phone, asked you. <laughs> yeah. If, if it was a Monday and I had an inspection and there was nothing to do Tuesday back then, the, the best online training was in a notch. So I was watching Ben Gramico. I was watching them videos. I was taking notes and just, that was all I did mm -hmm. and waiting for the next opportunity to get out. And then when I got out there, I just, boom, just, just dropped all the information on the people. I'm right. like, I'll finally tell somebody all this stuff I learned. So yeah, right. so that was the main thing was the learning, the information, because that's what we in. We're in the education business. People come to these homes, it's our job to educate them on what they're buying. 
Right. Yeah. I, I stress that like, um, I call it, um, standing your material and getting your reps in. I yes. like, I tell my students, I'm like every day, you know, just be, once you finish inspector floor or whatever education you going, like, that don't mean like that's it, it really just getting started at that point you need to be yes. in your in something every single day reading something a book an article code uh you know actually inspecting mark inspection i'm like, you mm -hmm. know especially for those these people again i'm targeting um and i think you are too to an extent non-traditional inspectors so people like you yeah who don't come mm -hmm. from, you know, a background in, in the in the trades. And so if this is the first time that you're hearing a lot of this information is totally, it's not familiar. And, you know, it, it requires some time and attention to, you know, daily, consistently. If you, yes. if you don't use this stuff, you will lose it for sure. <laughs> yes, I love the part, I love that. Get your reps in. And yeah. in the beginning, I inspected anybody's house who would let me do it for free. I'm talking about best friends, cousins, grandmas, aunties. Even if they wouldn't let me inspect the whole house, I would just go over somebody's house. We'd be at a football game. I'd say, hey, man, let me just look at your water heater. Hey, where's <laughs> right. your furnace? Yep. Even if I couldn't do nothing but the water heater, furnace, and electric panel, I know how to check outlets. I don't need to go through your house and check your outlets. But hey, man, while we're here, it's halftime. Let me, let me run in your attic right quick and see what you got. And like you said, getting those reps in. So that way, once I go out for my inspection, that's another house I've seen. That's another one under my belt. I'm that much more confident in what I'm about to produce, you know, for the people that's buying the house. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. What would you say um, has been the best part of your career as a home inspector thus far? The best part is knowing that my potential, uh, my income is, is just, it's unlimited. It's that nobody can put a cap on it. Nobody can tell me, you know, this is your, uh, your cap for the year. You're only gonna get that 3% raise. And that is mine. And that I can work it as hard as I wanna work it or as little as I wanna work it, you know what I'm saying? But just the fact that I have ownership now that is probably the most freeing part of the whole thing that this is this is mine right yeah i would agree i always talk about how it's like um a lot of things that you start ventures and different businesses and stuff like that it's like you have to do it for a few years before you start making any money or before you start mm -hmm. you know and when inspecting it's not like that it's like once you especially if you're in a non-regulated state once you learn you know how to do what you got to do it's like boom yes. it all it all starts and you make money your very first day on on the job which is not always always common so uh, there are definitely a lot of opportunities and perks that come along with this industry which brings me to um another question because this is something that uh, i'm planning on like leaning more into in the next couple of years talk about some of the other opportunities um that you have attracted because of your knowledge and experience as a home inspector Ooh, all right i got a long way to go here i got a long time all right all right so Number one, going down this path, I realized that people wanted to be educated. So that's how I got into, you know, teaching the home inspection course here in Atlanta, because people see us and they want to see our community. 
uh, teaching the home inspection course. So that was something. And let me let me back up before uh, for those listening. And when I got into the home inspection industry, I didn't have no five year plan. I ain't had no 10 year plan. I didn't have no big grandiose goals about one day I'm gonna be on all of these platforms. And I had none of that. My goal was get an inspection because rent's due. Get an inspection because my son need lunch money. Get an inspection because Comcast and Sprint won't. That was my goal. It was weekly. You know what I'm saying? So I want to back up. You know, I hate those questions. We go to interviews. What do you see yourself in five years, bro? I'm just trying to work right now. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. let me say that. But yeah, just along this path, uh, number one, I've gotten into teaching. Number two, um, I got into 203K, the renovation process. Uh, you know, just going to seminars, open houses, people started asking me, did you do 203K? Well, no, but does it pay? Yeah. All right. Let me find out about it. Uh, city uh, inspections, you know, once you get to a certain level, uh, those opportunities op- open up for you where you can do work for the city. I do commercial here. So we do churches, daycares, warehouses, restaurants, anything that's standing. Uh, we've done that. I've done um, inspections for hard money lenders. All of the hard money lenders giving construction loans to um, the investors and they want to get a draw and make sure they get paid for the work done. I've done that. So it has been a ton of inspection. Oh, and apartment complexes. So here in Georgia, uh, the apartments here in Georgia have to get inspections every five years. So you can get on the list with them and be the inspector to come out and provide them inspections that they have to have. So mm. yeah, it's, it's tons of opportunities. Talk about um, your most recent with the uh, the code situation. Yes. So here in Georgia, unlike other states, uh, the code book, the ICC International Code Book, there's a test you have to pass to be what's called code certified. Georgia builders and national builders require you to pass this test, which is extremely hard, in order to come out and do new construction, which I think is the easiest inspections. You know, because everything pretty much is, you know, for the most part, going to be done right. And to do the pre-drywall before the walls go up. So no other state that I know of as of yet from Florida, South Carolina, California, Ohio, no other state requires ICC um, or no other builders do. But, yeah, they do here. So I recently started teaching it. And um, I tell you how, once again, I'm glad you asked that. That was a good question. I do not believe in getting any type of certification that does not pay you. I never tell anybody to go get a certificate just to have it on the wall. Um, Lady called me one time. She said, Jock, I need you to do an inspection. I said, okay. She said, do you inspect pools? I said, nah, I don't inspect pools. And she said, well, my other guy does. I said, I'll inspect it. I jumped right on Inanachi. I took that course about three hours and I went right out there the next day and charged 150 for that pool inspection. So when we are telling y'all, and I'm talking to the people listening, when we are telling y'all to go down a certain path, we are telling you to go down a path that's going to be profitable. We are not about hanging certificates on the walls that don't do nothing for you. And every certificate I have and every test I've taken, it has provided me with an extra income. So yeah, the code, yeah, the code is, is was definitely that. And uh, 203K is uh, another good one. So you talk a little bit more about you. So you teach the ICC certification class now, right? Right. Yeah. So what's happening is, you know, I know so many inspectors down here and they have good businesses, but their realtor calls them and says, hey, listen, come over here and inspect this new construction home. 
The first thing the builder says before you even set up the appointment is have your inspector send his credentials. The first thing they're looking for is that ICC, they're looking for ENO, and they're looking for your business license. They don't care if you got Inanachi, Ashi, all of the all of the organizations. If you do not have that code uh, certification, they won't let you come out there. So I realized, you know, kind of like me and you had that conversation a year ago. I was like, okay. I can't inspect all the new constructions in Atlanta. Y'all keep getting turned down. Let me teach you. I'm gonna give y'all an opportunity to learn it so y'all can get paid from it. Because what happened was I kept getting turned down before I had it and I was splitting it with a guy. Mm. And I split about 10 inspections with this dude, needed 10 new constructions. I came home, my wife said, mother, I mean, bro, she, she said, if you split one more inspection with this dude, I'm going upside your head. She was like, he studied and took the test and passed. You can do the same thing. Exactly. So it took me about six or seven months, but I finally, uh, I took it and I passed it. And ever since then, I've been golden. But yeah, the wife was another inspiration to get my, <laughs> get my stuff together and get that certificate. Yeah, yeah, I so. feel you. I'm, I'm, I, I. That's a great point that you mentioned. Like, I'm big on credentials. You know, I like mm -hmm. the people that are in non-regulated states. I still encourage them, like, take and pass the NHIE. Get as many yes. credentials as you can because eventually, what's going to happen is is things are start, going to get more and more regulated, and you may as well get ahead of the curve. Uh, right. Set yourself apart from other people with these credentials, and again, just be on that continuous like pursuit of knowledge to to be, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a great inspector. So I love that point. Um, let me ask you this, because. Um, People are uh, familiar with uh, where I stand and a lot of my thoughts and feelings as far as the home inspection industry is concerned. Uh, what's one way that you would like to see the industry improve? Oh man, diversified. Yeah, uh, we need more. We need more minorities in the inspection industry. You know. Uh, and I mean, and it's known the average inspector is white male over 50. And um, yeah, I think what women, 2%, black women, half of a percent, you know. So yeah, definitely would like to see us get out here and make a lot of this uh, money that's available. Another thing I've realized is uh, I'm a part of the Georgia Association of Home Inspectors here, which is that, you know, basic profile of home inspectors, great organization. But you know what I'm seeing now, Nita, after I've been there 10 years? They retiring. They're retiring. Yeah. Some of these same guys that were the organization president 10 years ago. I mean, these dudes, 72, 73. they like, look, we yeah. good. We done. We out. So that's a whole nother thing right. of inspections that just opened up. So definitely the diversification. And then, of course, down here in Atlanta, you know, the Black Mecca, you know, they looking for female and black inspectors. So that that would just be my thing. I'd, I'd love to see more of us in it and take it seriously. It's not right. a hustle. Right. It is not a hustle. Right. Um, I don't know how many people on here have had the chance to talk to you or take the inspector flow. Uh, but one thing about uh, Inspector Nita is uh, she knows her stuff. <laughs> and that is... Yeah. You know, I you know, I had a class this weekend. I had two ladies in there this weekend. 
And they were like, well, what about, you know, females? And what about, I said, listen, once you open your mouth and you know what you're talking about, I said, all of the doubts will stop. Right. I said, yeah. they'll all stop. I said, mm -hmm. the people will start listening. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. We didn't know that. Okay. Right. Right. I said, but if you get in there and get the, well, uh, I think what it meant is uh, the thing, my jig right there, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're going to look bad, but yeah, definitely diversification and us to take it seriously. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm like, that's no, that's just one of my principles. Like anything that I do is like, I like, I want to know it, you know, like inside and out, I get obsessed with it, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, that's that's a part of my message too like i'm not just i don't like you say it's not a it's not a hustle you know what i mean right. like this is a, a trade and it's a great opportunity even just the knowledge of it if you never actually worked as an inspector the knowledge just for investors people who are looking yes. to buy properties the knowledge and the eye that uh you know you acquire from the knowledge of of the the you know being a home inspector is is invaluable um, mm -hmm. and so I, you're absolutely right. Like more of us, <clears throat> excuse me, finding out about it, more of us, um, you know, like you said, taking it serious, prioritizing the education and the training and looking at the longevity of the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, this is something that you could pass down, like your family could own an inspection company for the next 100 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And there always be a need for you you know so um yeah just like my son my son he's 22 uh he's been inspecting with me since i mean literally since he was in high school like 16 17 and then at 18 he started working for it so you talking about four years he probably done i mean he probably done a thousand inspections by himself right you know what i'm saying at 22 right you know what I mean? So, so that's the type of know. head start, you know, and right? Like, he can do whatever it is that he wants to do. But if push came all the way over there to shove there you and go. he needed to be able to provide for himself and his family, there you go. You know, he could go anywhere in the country and start inspecting today or tomorrow, you know, and and be on his feet. And that's the beauty. And look, you just things. and you just said something that was so key, talked about investors. So he came home yesterday all dusty and dirty. And I was like, bro, I said, what kind of inspection did you go to? He said, oh, no. He said, some of my friends that I graduated high school with, they're doing their first flip and they wanted me to come and look at it with them. I said, of course. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, they didn't know exactly what was right, what was wrong. So they asked me, could I come by? I right. said, oh, no doubt. Right. Those are those other opportunities that by yes. having this specialized knowledge and experience, they pop up. That's consulting work. You know yeah, what I mean? There like, you go. There you go. That's consulting work. So all day um, long. Well, Jot, as we as yes. we wrap up, like, what would you say? Because you know, both of us, like, you know, we we working together, we got some things coming up, just in the spirit of again, making our people more aware of the opportunity and uh taking it a step beyond that providing being a source of education and uh training right so we're both taking that that very seriously what what's uh, a piece of advice that you could leave for somebody who is uh you know they follow you they follow me they see they keep hearing about this you know and they're th thinking kind of like on the fence i can do it i don't know what what advice would you have for that person? 
Hey, I would say step on out there. I mean, if you've been following it this long, you've been listening to the podcast, you've been watching Cousin Nita, uh, let's let's go. And because, and this, uh, I, I will use this story. I trained a guy in 2018. He kind of fumbled around with it all 18, did maybe 10 inspections, didn't really, didn't do much. 19, he got serious. Inspections started coming in left and right. He was shocked how many inspections he was getting. 20, he's up and going. His wife gets pregnant and laid off at the same time. Pregnant and laid off at the same time. And bro called me and said, man, I'm so thankful that I started. He said, because had she got laid off and pregnant at the same time, he said, there was not enough hours in the day that I could have worked to replace her income. Facts. So my thing is start, start. Mm -hmm. Because then you, you at least in the door, you're at least on the field. If you're on the field, you know, you catch a ball, at least you're in the game. Right. But, man, if, if like you said, push come all the way to shove and you don't have no, nothing back, nothing to fall back on, period. You know what I'm saying? Even if you, even if worst case scenario, and I'm saying this is worst case scenario because I do hire people. Even if you went to work for an inspection company, at least you have that capability to do something different. Right, right. Yeah. Like you said, I think those um and this is what i was saying earlier what i want to lean more into in these in the next couple of years is is again the other opportunities and you mentioned mm -hmm. some of them working you can be a building inspector you can go to icc route take and yes. pass the test and be a building inspector a section eight inspector uh you yes. know there's so many different like you on the consulting side of things on the teaching side of things there are so many yes. different opportunities uh we call them vertically integrated opportunities that present mm -hmm. itself once you um you know, invest the time, you know, to, to mm -hmm. learn the trade. That's why, like, this is just, this, this is like one of the best kept secrets of the whole real estate industry. Honestly, these, yeah. you know, real you, estate you trades this, that are required. You said this last year and, and I know it probably better than most of our listeners just because of my age. You said, where else can you go and pay $3,000, $3,500 and get a career. I was like, that is that, that stuck with me because my son's first semester in college that he flunked out, <laughs> I paid eight grand for him to go a semester mm -hmm. for information that he cannot use and will not use and does not use because it wasn't transferable. All of them first year credits that don't mean nothing, US history and blah, blah, blah. But I paid eight grand for that. Right. <laughs> so, man, so when people be calling us, asking us about our prices and, oh, my God, we are giving you a lifelong career at this Absolutely. price. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important that we 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 make the trades great again, like bring back, mm -hmm. you know, everybody don't have to be an athlete or entertainer or um, you know, an entrepreneur, even you could, you could be a plumber and still, you could be a millionaire plumber. You could, yes. you know what I mean? You could do a hundred, you could do six figures as a plumber in your sleep, as a carpenter, yes. as a painter, as a home yes. inspector, as an appraiser, you know what I mean? Like, like people need to, especially our young people with the way this world is going, we need to take another look 
we need to revisit uh you know those trades mm-hmm. and show be more intentional about showing up there so that we are represented we have more black people that are buying real estate and selling real estate Mm -hmm. than ever and you know black people should be represented throughout the the entire transaction so um i agree with you um in terms of one of the the things uh immediate improvements to the industry would be diversity would be um a, a community of home inspectors that represents our world that you know that that represents everybody um mm-hmm. and uh i think along with that high, like highlighting truly education again especially for those non-traditional people too long the industry has been gatekept by people who come from you know the trades and builders and, mm-hmm. and, third. and that's great if you have that experience it only gives you a leg up but you don't have to have that experience in order to be a home inspector. Some of the things that we've talked about, the transformations, people in our community, young people, minorities, women, they need an opportunity to experience these transformations without people trying to keep them out of the industry because of whatever, you know, prior Mm -hmm. qualifications that they may or may not have. One of the things that I'm most proud of um about inspector flow is that we got accountants and teachers and yes. waiters and you know yes. what I mean people who are doing all types of other things and who now have um this knowledge so uh tell us what you got coming up Jock we you got a class coming up in the in the A so people can tap in yes I do uh so we do the home inspection training course once a month uh next class will be uh definitely next month February so uh, definitely uh, check us out. And if you've already been through an inspector flow or my course and you're interested in going that next level, then we're now doing that ICC training because you always, always going to have city and county inspectors. Always. Always. And, right. And they don't have to write no reports at night either. Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the hack. All right. So the next class is on February 18th. If you're interested in taking uh, the home inspection training class happening in Atlanta, February 18th. You can check it out on their website, dreamhomeinspection.org. Uh, these it. classes are uh, monthly, right, Jock? Yes, every okay. month. Yep. Yeah, so uh, go to the website and uh, see how you can get in where you fit in, Jock. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing Um Again, that, the, the perspective from um, a seasoned inspector who's been here and um, like that's that's invaluable. I'm glad that um, we were able to meet and connect and uh, I look forward to um, how we will, um, you know, be able to improve and impact the industry moving yes. forward. Let the people know how they can find and um, keep in contact with you. Yes, so on IG, I am Mr., just M-R, Mr. Dream Home Inspections, and uh, you can follow me there. I think I'm on some other platforms, but Instagram is my my main one, so Mr. Dream Home Inspections on Instagram. All right. Special shout out to Mrs. Dream Home Inspections yes, too. Yes, yes. Y'all make sure y'all <laughs> tap into uh, what is it, Mountain Mountain Minutes on Mountain Thursdays. Minutes on Thursdays. For the yeah. for the couples that are that are doing life and business together, the the moms be yes. dropping some jewels. So make sure y'all y'all check them out again. Jock, thank you for 
tuning in. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Jock on our platforms and we will catch you later. Let's flow. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks for listening to the Inspector Flow Show hosted by Cousin Nita. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow Cousin Nita at HouseHunter216.